Hey guys, I just wanted to give a quick disclaimer about this episode. Um, after recording it, I realized that there were some sound discrepancies and because we dropped so many great jewels, I didn't want a chance not re-repeating or giving you guys some great content. So I chose not to record. So somewhere, you know, there's going to be a, some little spots here and there throughout that you're going to hear, um, you know, either myself or Monique go in and out. Please bear with it because it's such a great episode and really giving you great content. So I hope you enjoy. All right, guys, welcome to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé, where we discuss all things that don't blend but pairs well. I am your favorite host, Brittany Nicole, and this is season one, episode three, titled FCF, Female Collaboration in Friendships. I have my guest with me, Monique Hill, CEO and founder of About Her Business. Would you like to say hello? Hi, everyone. (laughs) Um, Today, we're going to be discussing the importance of collaborating with women and building solid friendships. Um, Before we get started, Monique, tell them about yourself. Yes. So I am the founder and CEO of About Her Business, and uh, I am also the queen of collaboration. So About Her Business, yes, thank you. Um, About Her Business is pretty much a platform that encourages collaboration amongst women entrepreneurs, and um, we are able to achieve that through curating um, intimate and very um, kind of focused events for women to network and also receive information in exchange. I love it. I love queen of collaboration. I don't think I've heard you say that before. Maybe I've just been missing that. <laughs> but yes, I love that. Yes. Yes. Queen so, of collaboration. A self-acclaimed title that I've given myself. <laughs> I love it. So, you know, sometimes you just, you just have to own what it is that you, you know, you feel and, uh, you know, I've kind of been using it on Instagram as my handle for about a year now, but I've not fully branded it, but it's Mm -hmm. pretty much what I'm known for is, you know, collaboration. So I thought, hey, why not? Yeah, (laughs) you should definitely brand that. That's really good. I, I like that. Um, so let's talk about the Webster, you know, of course I had to do a little, just make sure I am fully connected and aware of, or educated on collaboration. Obviously we know what collaboration is, but I wanted to get Webster in on this. Um, So Webster defines collaboration as the action of working with someone to produce or create something really simple. Yes. Right. Mm -hmm. So why would you say collaborating with women is so important? You know, Brittany, um, women in general, you know, we are collectively the minority. So regardless Mm -hmm. of race, we're a minority. And and so we face similar uh, and also unique challenges within our own spaces, um, in business, in career, in life Mm -hmm. in general. And so collaborating with women allows us to leverage the skills and the talents of others to forward agendas. And ideally, you know, these these collaborations are, are mutual collabs so that we are getting mutual uh, benefits. But, For sure. um, you know, you just think about the, the stereotype or just kind of the, the culture that has traditionally been associated with women working together. So cattiness and you mm-hmm. know, not working well, competitive and things like that. And while that is so in, in some cases, I think the majority and now the the culture is shifting and now we are seeing that we are better together. And as cliche as that sounds, we truly are. Um, and so if we continue to be divided and try to, to conquer things alone, we're not going to get very far. Yeah, I agree. I completely agree. You know, I was also thinking, you know, obviously, you know, collaboration as a whole is important, you know, whether it's co-ed or race collaboration, you know, community collaboration, I believe all of it is important. But what I realized and what I was thinking about is there something that there's an emotional support that we offer from women to, you know, from female to female, from woman to woman, to friend to friend, that you just don't find in a co-ed environment, right? Without there being some type of 
someone feeling like I shouldn't give this type of support because there's a man in the room, so to speak. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, it's almost, it's almost like, you know, we, we know as women, what it's like to be a woman, just like men know what it's like to be a man. So when they're in a room together, there's a different type of support that they get. But for women, you know, if we're going through something, even on a team effort, if we're going through something or we're building a project or building an idea, there's just a, a kindredness from us being women mm-hmm. that we can emotionally support each other and differently if it's, you know, a race collaboration, community collaboration, or, you know, co-ed collaboration. What do you think about that? Oh, I agree. I, you know, we, we can be our biggest, we are, you know, we're as women nurturers and, you know, we're yeah. cheerleaders. And so you got another woman in your corner that's like, go Brittany, you know, you got this girl, you know, look at this and that, you know, that feels good to you, but also it is just an energy that, I mean, it's just un kind of, you can't even put it in words when you have sure. support, you know, of other women. It's just, and it's different. And I, and I believe it's so because, you know, we talk about, you know, we talk about culture and we talk about these things that make us, you know, we're more alike than, than different, but, you know, For women sure. having that, that connection, um, it, it really does help. And I've, I've collaborated. I'll have to say I've, you know, I've attempted to do things with um, men and, um, and, and, and there's no, you know, issue there, you know, we can support, yeah. you know, entrepreneurs mm-hmm. in general. However, sure. however, you know, I feel like the synergy and the energy that I have in a woman's group is just unmatched. Like I can't even compare it to other you know, collaboration. So uh, it's it's so, it's just so important, and I and I think that those that haven't really found their 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 people, you know, you hear that yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. find your people. Well, that's key too because if you feel like you're not being supported or you're feeling like you know you're in constant competition, then guess what? Those are not your people. They are not yep. <laughs> your people. <laughs> Find your tribe and, you know, focus there instead of just um, assuming that that's how everybody operates. And, um, you know, and I and I think that's where the the, the magic happens. And I, you know, I, I feel sad when I hear, you know, women say, you know, oh, I don't, you know, have this support or, you know, I had this idea and I shared it with someone and, you know, they took it. And um, it's just like, you know. It's enough for us to to do our own thing because even if you're on the same wavelength or content um, area with others, Brittany, mm-hmm. you gotta know we still are gonna have different audiences. You know, we're yeah. not, you know, we're serving our people. My people won't be your people, and your people for aren't sure. my people. You know, and so if yeah. you just operate in that lane, then collaboration would be easier, and then also we wouldn't have to to worry about the um you know the the cattiness that might exist because it does and you know I'm yeah we we have to be honest about that <laughs> definitely definitely and that's a part of the conversation really because you know one of the questions that I was going to ask which we we're really already talking about it is do you think it's hard for people to do um to collaborate with other people do you think it's hard for women to collaborate with each other And you're talking about some of the very reasons that I believe it is hard, Um, you know, realizing one of the key things that you said is realizing Mm -hmm. that audiences are different. So even if we're in the same lane and we're doing something similar, the attraction and the people that the audience that I attract is going going to be different from yours. Mm -hmm. So I can still help you in your lane Mm -hmm. because I'm still going to gravitate some something different. I think that's really just being able to know who you are when you when a person knows who they are they are not afraid of another person knowing who they oh, are that's it <laughs> that is it <laughs> because when we're in the room together we're powerful together i mean people who really um know who they are and know what they are purpose to do they want to be in the room with other people like that because it makes the room so much more powerful mm-hmm. I think that's the golden nugget, you know, right there when people know who they are and you are confident in what you're doing and you're operating in in your gift, what you know, whatever that yeah. is, then you don't have to to worry about. And I'll I'll tell you a quick story. So when I first launched 
um, my first platform. This is pre about her business concept. And it was the We Brunch, which is the Women's Entrepreneurs Brunch. Launched that in 2016. And when I launched it, Brittany, it felt like, and even though I don't believe it was the case, it was my mind, it was the devil telling me that it was so. It felt like there was a brunch every week and it felt like it was, they were just popping up everywhere, right? Mm, With the same type of content. And like I said, this was probably not the case. I probably just didn't have them on my radar before until I started, you know, kind of digging in this place. And so when I launched it, you know, it was with the concept of keeping it intimate. You know, I wanted to have, you know, 25 to 30 women, no more than that. And it was a success. I think I had about 23 women in the room. It was a diverse group of women. They were blown away. They liked the intimate concept. And I thought, Mm -hmm. oh, this is great. And then I go to plan the next one. And in my head, Brittany, I'm like, oh my God, there's (laughs) one this week. There's one that next week, you know, everybody's doing Mm -hmm. this. Like what, what, what value can I offer? You know, I, (laughs) <laughs> that I couldn't. So yeah. then it took from 2016, I let that concept lie dormant until mm. 2017, a whole year later, Brittany, a whole year wow. later. And I sat down and I said, you know, my best friend, she would always say, Monique, your gifts will make room for you. Your gifts will make, if I had your talents, I would be doing this. And I, that kept playing over and over and over in my head. And I was like, you know what? I'm not competing with these other brunches. Yeah. I'm also not trying to replicate them. Like I have a concept that I believe in. I believe that it is valuable for a certain group of people. And so I talked myself out of, you know, thinking that. And so from there, I mean, I I grew it so fast between 2017 and 2018, but not before I got that out of my head that I had to compete with these other brunches or that I didn't want to feel like I was trying to recreate something that already existed. And I think that is the, the barrier for those who don't see the value in collaboration. Hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that was my kind of my aha, my first aha <laughs> moment in this in in this space. And so you know, I can imagine if others do feel that way, you know, what can I get out of collaborate? I don't want to co- collaborate because I want to do my own thing, or you know, you selfishly want to you know promote your own platform, but you know, you don't have to because. I can collaborate with you on anything. And guess what? You will grow and I will grow too. And that's what the collaboration is about. It's not about me trying to take away from what you've done or elevate myself and not elevate you at the same time. So I think we have to get past that thinking also. And, you know, you said it because one of the acts that, you know, when I said, what makes it hard for people or is it hard for people? If, like you said, if people realize the power and the importance of collaborating, you actually would stop making it hard for yourself. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You know, you know, like you can't, every person, every successful person knows that in order to conceptualize anything, you need a team. It doesn't mean that you have to start with the team, but in order to actually bring it to um flourishing and for it to be successful you need a team so you have to collaborate at some point Mm -hmm. in time that doesn't mean that you have to talk about it with everyone and that's also where we get in trouble with because a part of people choosing to not collaborate is because they spoke about their dreams too soon to yeah and so you get what i'm saying so what has happened is they had premature conversations with an embryo you know it's like their idea was an embryo And they had these conversations about, oh, well, I'm going to do this. I'm going to, you know, he's, you know, my baby when he's born, I'm going to, you know, put him in swimming lessons. And they have this whole conversation with people who don't even understand or see their vision. And then they either, um, you know, they either talked about them, talked about the vision and said, oh, you're not going to be able to do that. Right. Or they took the idea and then now they no longer want to collaborate when really, you really weren't collaborating. You weren't in a collaborating state. You were sharing an right. idea. 
collaborating, if we go back to Webster saying collaborating is the action of working with someone. It's not talking. Mm -hmm. It's not having a conversation. That's not collaborating. Collaborating is actually bringing people together to put in work towards to produce Mm -hmm. something. And so we have to remember that, you know, we've all been burned. I mean, I'm sure you have too. We've yeah. all been burned where we had premature conversations, even in collaboration, mm-hmm. yeah, at collaboration stage. <laughs> you know, you know, we've had conversations with people and they took it and they ran with it, which really leads me to, you know, then my next thought is what would you say are some of the ways in choosing the right type of collaboration? Yeah, so first of all, let me just say that, you know, that was that was a jewel. I mean, that was a mic drop because that is that is one of the biggest things you know sharing your ideas and 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 granted you know we we all know that if we continue to operate in our own um gifts we will be fine however uh, you know we can't really talk about the advantages of collaboration without acknowledging what you just said in terms of the reasons why people um, tend to to not want to collaborate in their mind. They're not collaborating. You're sharing your idea, and someone someone else maybe takes it or recreates it or or something like that. Um, now, yeah. yes, I I have definitely you know had situations <laughs> um, like that, and I have how I'll, I'll I'll say this because we should share this jewel also is how you overcome something like that. And yes. it is not yes. an easy thing to do, Brittany. You know, you know, we're we're human. And so, yes, I'm going to be a little disturbed if I share something with someone that I trust and then, you know, they take it. But at the same time, yeah, for sure. once you grow and you're comfortable and you're confident in what you're doing, they, you know, that's what they don't have is the uniqueness, with, which is you. And it's your, you know, gift um, that's going to bring it to fruition. But um, I, I think that, you know, some of the the challenges is making sure you, you know, you know, we, we have, you know, business besties, we have friends, we have, <laughs> you know, folks that we are collaborating with, and you got to know how to allocate those people into, you know, those different categories, because I'm yeah. not going to necessarily share my idea with just a, a, a business bestie who is, you know, just yep. that, you know, we talk about business and that's it. But, you know, if you are a mentor and you are a person that, you know, is a business confidant, which is was which is important too, um, then we, you know, I think that's that's where we need to 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 be have that outlet of sharing in terms of the collaboration piece of it knowing who to collaborate with. Everybody, you know, we said it earlier, everybody, like find your people. Every collaboration is not gonna work if you don't strategically align yourself with people who at least think along the same lines as you or are kind of can bring equal value to the collaboration. Yeah. I was going to say, those are, um, you know, two of the things that I, you know, always look at when I'm looking at collaborations and I'm looking at, you know, what value can I bring to this person? So even long before I have a conversation with collaborating with someone, I've watched them, I've paid attention, I've done my research, I kind of know what they're doing and know what their platform is. I kind of know how they engage with their audience. And so when I approach, I'm like, oh, yeah, this is what I need to pitch them on. And this is why this is going to be a good collaboration, you know, with me. And this is what I am looking to get out of it. And um, when I when I think that way, I have the best collaborations, the best, because, you know, I've studied. And so I'm not like cold calling, calling, you know, that's another thing. I'm not like, mm -hmm. oh, hey, Brittany, do you think you can, um, you know, join my panel of experts and and talk about mental health well that's just the you know <laughs> yeah. i'm just using mental health as an example but you know yeah, i haven't yeah. done any mm-hmm. research to know 
what your sweet spot is, <laughs> what your gifts are, kind of what your brand yeah. is about. And um, I just think that that is one of the way I turn plenty of people you know, down. No, I'm I'm not going to do it because that's not my area. And clearly you've not thought through what you're doing because you would know that that's not my subject matter. And um, so I think we have to be strategic. That would be the first thing. Um, and then, like I said, also kind of doing your research and, and working on the nurturing that relationship part of it. Um, so, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's good. You, I think, I think about, you know, man, you said so much good stuff um, there. I think about collaboration when you're preparing to go into um, wanting to have people a part mm -hmm. of what you're doing. I think you should look at it like bringing people to a table and everyone needs to, everyone needs to be an expert in their own right whatever that is, you know, expert organizer, expert at creativity, an expert at administration, whatever that looks like, someone needs to, they need to have some type of expertise that complements your mm -hmm. overall vision. And when you look at that, if you already have people at the table that, you know, maybe you have your, maybe you have your administrator, she's really great, or he's really great at organizing the team, organizing paperwork, making sure that everything is in place, making sure that things are plugged in behind the scene, all of that good stuff. If you know you have yourself, the visionary, you have an administrator, and let's say you have, you mm -hmm. know, your tech support, right? You have maybe four other chairs that are open. You need to really think hard about what's going to bring this complete mm -hmm. table together. Absolutely. Because you, and it goes to your point of strategic and really researching, because if I'm just pulling to business bestie and my friend who, you know, who creates a budget really well, that's not the same as um, budgeting right. millions, yeah, exactly. right? <laughs> that, that's not the same. Or budgeting a, a grant, you know, if we're looking at getting a, a million dollar grant to put forward this program into the school system. You know, yes, I know that my friend is really great with money, but she's really great with, at money mm -hmm. in her household, right? She, this is that's not her expertise, and so we have to be mindful about how we maneuver and how we mm -hmm. research <laughs> these people that we need. And it really right. starts with us. I believe collaborating starts with what is it that we already have at the table? What are we bringing to the? You know, what's going to be presented mm -hmm. at the table? And then what do we need to make what we're presenting at the table Absolutely. even greater? And, and that will really help us eliminate a lot of hardships and friendships. Mm -hmm. You know, it'll eliminate speaking mm -hmm. too soon um, in arenas. And you spoke about, you know, having a business mentorship, which is extremely important. So everyone who's listening, if you are in a business or you want to start a business, make sure that you have a business mentor. Um, I think mentorship is great. As a matter of fact, I have an episode that's going to be coming up in a couple weeks um, speaking uh -huh. just solely about mentorship. But that that's where you have mm -hmm. those conversations. But when it's time to come to the table, you really want to make sure that you've done your homework about who you have sitting at the table. You know, I think about... Um, <laughs> funny i think about you know the last supper <laughs> think about everybody who was there you know he knew jesus knew who was uh -huh. sitting at the table like he wasn't unaware of who was sitting at the table and who was even right. sitting right next to him oh yeah you know what i'm saying so we need to be very mindful about who we allow to sit at the table and not just feel like mm -hmm. hey it's open seating mm -hmm. it's not open seating not when you're talking about your baby, your ideas, your your programs, your businesses, your idea that no, right. that's not free seating. Absolutely. Free and seating. you know, to piggyback off of that, making sure when you collaborate, you want to make sure that you're aligning with people that are in line with your brand. So if 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 yeah. you if your entire brand is about ministry and you are trying to align with someone who cusses a little bit and that does not match your brand, but you still move forward, that's the conflict. And so I think we have to, you know, make sure we pay attention to that as well. And I've had people um, ask me about collaborating. Oh, I see what you're doing. I love what you're doing. I would love to collaborate with you. Well, that's great. And I am all about collaboration. <laughs> However, 
I can't stand, you know, behind something that is a, that's anti-brand for me. Yeah. (laughs) So, you know, I've, you know, gently, uh, obviously gently said no in those cases and provide other suggestions, but, you know, you gotta, you gotta protect your brand, your business, um, like it's your house, like it's your child, like it's your everything. And so you want to shield it from things that's not going to help it grow just like you would shield your child or your baby, you know, from external things that could could work against the, the growth and the healthiness um, of them. So, you know, being mindful of that. And I think my other example along those lines is, you know, when you're collaborating it's a beautiful thing when when you get it right oh magic happens but the 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 mm-hmm. one of the things in the magical potion that happens is you get to leverage an entirely different audience that you may not be yes that, that's it and so <laughs> yep the strategy in that is number one, you know, we've talked about, you know, aligning with brands or other businesses that, you know, don't conflict, but also know that there are audiences that we aren't reaching within our social media reaches, website reach, so on and so forth that can be reached through collaboration. Yeah. And, you know, that goes to, really knowing and identifying what it is that you have in the direction that you want to go. It's really important that as an individual that prior to getting into collaboration that you really know who you are and your identity and the identity of your brand because it helps you really make better decisions in collaboration and the mm-hmm. people that you choose. Um, it really helps you manage certain relationships and things that you come in contact with. Because like you said, you've turned down things and I, I know I've definitely turned down things, but you only know to say no right. when you know <laughs> who you are. Because, you know, when you're kind of all over the place, you think everything is an opportunity. And yes, there's a lot, you know, there's a hundred opportunities that come, but 50 of them could be opportunities mm-hmm. for you to damage your brand. And you only know that when you know your message, whatever that is. I don't care if it's business or if it's, um, you know, even if you can even take the same concept really into relationships. And, you know, one thing that my listeners are learning about Grilled Cheese and Rosé is that we really talk about everything that blends and bleeds into different areas. Because even though we're talking about collaboration and we're soon going to talk about friendships, sometimes those areas blend Mm -hmm. and bleed into each other. Because when you're in close proximity with people um, that are like-minded and you guys are working on a goal, sometimes you build friendships within that. And then sometimes you go into those things with a friendship, you know, having you bring friends into those dynamics. And so how do you manage and build those appropriately? And I was thinking about some of the things that we need to be prepared to make sure that we're in a healthy position of collaboration is I think about... um, It's great to know your position, but it's also great to know and see other Mm -hmm. people's perspective as well. And being able to not just see your own because that can come across very egotistical and that your vision is the only way. You want to be able to see other people's perspective because it helps you fine tune what you're working on or what you're developing. And being able- No, I was was saying yes, yes. I'm amen and in the corner. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> but when you when you do that, it also allows you to handle criticism because you need to be yes. very you need to have tough skin when you're collaborating, when you're bringing people into your world, so to speak. And even when you go into other people's world, when you're asked to collaborate on other people's projects, you need to have tough skin. And you also it kind of goes both ways. It's funny as I'm as I'm talking this out, yeah. it needs to go both ways when you're collaborating on other on others. Um, on other people's projects, when you're collaborating with them, you want to know how to manage what you say and what you do because you want to be mm-hmm. mindful of it's mm-hmm. their vision, right? 
And then when you have people come into your project, you got to have tough skin (laughs) because you want people, you want people to, especially if they're, Mm -hmm. if they're the ones at the table, you want them to dissect what you have because you want to see where are the holes in my vision? Where are the holes in my plan? Where's the holes in my strategy? And if you don't have tough skin and you're offended by everything, you're not going to have anybody sitting at the table. And I think, you know, to, to that point of, you have to also, you know, being flexible. You want to be in a collaboration because you're willing to work with the other person, but you also have to make sure that you're still recognizing that your brand is partnering. You're not changing your brand and so staying in line with it. Yeah. But, you know, like I said, but remaining, you know, flexible. In, in that as well, because some of these collaborations are going to be non-traditional. Those are some of the best ones. Those that just like uh, grilled cheese and rosé, <laughs> they may not go together. <laughs> you may not be your first thought to grab a glass of rosé with your grilled cheese. When you get it <laughs> right. together, oh my God, your life has been changed. So <laughs> you, know, you got to think about things in that way too. So um you know, not, I, I think collaborating with, within your circle, because we tend to do that right naturally. Like we, we cling to people who are yeah. just like us, like that's what we do by nature. Yeah. And so, you know, making sure that you're not happy because that, that is not where the value is. If you're doing what you always do with the same people that you've always done it with, that's not growth. And so people ask me all the time, you know, well, you know, there may be a local person that can can do, you know, a content area on these webinars that I've been hosting. And I'm like, yes, they can. And I love them. And they're awesome. However, you know, we also have to make sure that we're bringing in other perspectives because we can't operate in that same, you know, kind of knowledge that we we are always getting. So how can we offer something um, different. And so I make sure I'm not collaborating with the yeah. same people over and over. Although there's nothing wrong with that because, you know, that's the beauty in collaboration. But, you know, you always want to be keep your eyes peeled to new opportunities, new uh, collaborations uh, as well. So. And I mean, let's be frank to be, you know, let's be really frank in the matter. If you're constantly circling around the same people in the same environment, the same perspective, the same ideas, like you just said, you go absolutely nowhere. And I think we need to sit on that for a minute because while we're talking about, you know, the different aspects of collaboration and what creates healthy collaboration and things that you need to look out for at the end of the day, collaboration is one of the most important things Mm -hmm. that you need to practice in your life especially if you're building brands and businesses and you're building ideas and you're conceptualizing because it's, if it's just you, it's just you. (laughs) It's just that simple. If it is just you, if you're the only person that is marketing your products, your services, Mm -hmm. your ideas, your messages, you're the only two hands and two feet that can Mm -hmm. get to a hundred people, right? Or a thousand people, or even a 10,000 people, whatever that looks like for you. But when you join forces with people with another person or five more people, or you do an event, or you do a podcast, or you do a webinar, whatever that looks like, and you partner with people, like you said earlier, you extend your reach. And now you get people pulling, seeing your vision, seeing your ideas, your products and services, when you um, choose to bring, when you choose to collaborate with people, when you choose to bring people into your, um, into your projects, you now become really a spokesperson for not just Mm -hmm. yourself, but also other people, you know, and, and the thing is, is it makes you actually look more attractive to the people that want your products and services when they see that, oh, you know, it's just like, um, uh, who's that? Uh, oh my goodness. Is it Google and someone else that is like joining forces to do something right now between quarantine? Oh my gosh, who is it? Um, oh my goodness, I can't think. So, um, well, anyways, my point more so is about when people join, mm-hmm. join forces 
with other people, it makes you look more attractive because now it's not just you. You know, I think about the people who do benefit concerts and they give a portion of the proceeds to a nonprofit organization that attracts more people to buy a $250 ticket for a concert because they are collaborating and joining forces Mm -hmm. to help someone in need. Oh, yeah. And, and, you you know, I I think about listening uh, to what you were just saying. I I think about my so my so my back my background or my education is in social work. So social policy and administration and, you know, in in that line of work, when we talk about nonprofits and things like that is the the only reason why many 501c3s are able to thrive or survive in some cases is that they've partnered with someone to be able to leverage those resources. Mm. But not only that, they're able to, you know, like you said, partner to be able to, to get that additional exposure. And so let's, let's just be real. Being a entrepreneur, being a small business owner, resources are not endless. You know, you still have to manage um, things and and cut corners where you can to be able to to do things. So if I'm collaborating with a person so that we can share expenses or we can share resources, then that that's part of the magic as well. And I think that um, as entrepreneurs, we have to continue to do more of that. And then also the unpopular piece that we haven't talked on, Brittany, is, you know, if you're going to collaborate, let's make sure you hold up to your end of this. <laughs> yes. It's got to be said. Yes, let's it's talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you yes, you gotta hold up your it. end. You know, you know, you can't. You also can't use collaboration is not taking. It is not. It is sharing. It's exchanging. So there you can't you be in the partnership just to get what you need out of it, and then you don't. Peace. Thank you so much, <laughs> and you've gotten what you've needed. You know, and yes. that burns the bridge. That is not collaboration. You know, cl- collaboration to me is. Not in some cases, maybe it's a one time, you know, partnership, depending on what it is. But a true collaboration is mm-hmm. the relationship part of it. You know, I'll, I'll be able to circle back and say, hey, you know, I know we worked on this, you know, a few months ago or a year ago. Let's do this. Or I can refer other people to you. So you know, you're constantly feeding, yeah. you know, and, and exchanging uh, those resources because if you don't, you won't be in business long. <laughs> you won't. You have to leverage yeah, leverage every opportunity and resource. Not every opportunity, but the resources that that you need um, to to do to get things done. Yeah, I agree. This is man. This is a good conversation. I know you got to get ready to go. I just have. I want to kind of briefly talk about friendships. Mm-hmm. Um, the French building friendships. Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a second, do you have about five minutes? Okay. Okay. So, you know, what, how do you take, you know, we've talked about collaboration as a whole and um, we've talked about it extensively. I believe we talked about so many different areas. And if we go back to, you know, it's taking the action to work with someone mm-hmm. to produce or to create right. something. Right. So that's collaborating. If we cross over into friendships, into building really solid friendships, do you think that some of the same areas or some of the same aspects that we look at collaborating should be applied into building friendships? Absolutely. I think friendships have to, true, long lasting friendships are because it's a mutual benefit. It's not a one-sided friendship. And so if you think about a friendship yeah. as a collaboration, you know, I'm, I'm not going to be in a partnership where I'm doing all the work or I'm putting up all of the money and the other person is just reaping the benefits. Right? And yep. so, you know, in a friendship, we have to do <laughs> yeah. the same thing. Um, it, if not, be even more careful um, with not taking, you know, friendships for granted. And, um, you know, I am blessed to have some some really solid friends. And I'm also 
I'll have to say I've not been immune to having friendships that have not lasted. Um, not saying that they were bad, but they have not lasted yeah. or I don't consider them friendships because either they've been one sided or, you know, there was just a constant, you know, taking or just not giving anything, not necessarily taking, but, you know, what's the point of having a friendship if, you know, you can't count on your friend in that way also. So people who aren't great friends are probably not the best collaborators. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry. I had to say it and not saying they can't be, but you know, if, if you just drill it back, like you said, let's just talk about how this applies in other areas of life. Focus on your friendship and, and will uh, definitely, yeah. you know, help you understand the importance and also how collaborations should, should look and feel. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. And I think there's a couple of things. I think for one, I think friendships, real mm-hmm. friendships are seasonal, right? So you go through different seasons, times and seasons of your friendship. You know, there could be a time where you guys talk every day on the phone and then there could be times that you don't talk for a couple months because maybe their seasons mm-hmm. have changed within each other's life or whatever the case may be. Then I think there's stop mm-hmm. their start and stop friendships. It's like they they started yeah. and then all of a yeah. sudden they stopped. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It doesn't it doesn't mean that they aren't what they are or who they are. It just that was mm-hmm. that's the gist of the friendship. I think we should also, like you said, pay attention to how a person um, is being a friend and not overlooking certain things because we have a tendency to overlook mm-hmm. because we're having such a great time or because over here they satisfy, you know, we laugh and we joke and we hang out, but then there's an area over mm-hmm. here that can Absolutely. be toxic or damaging, right? So those are things that, you know, we have to pay attention to. And it's funny that you say um, a really good friend of mine, she wanted me when she was getting married, she wanted me to plan her um, her wedding, help her plan her wedding. And I told her very clearly, I said, look, either you want our friendship or you want a planner for your wedding. (laughs) It's either one or the other, because I know how I am when it comes to planning things. And first of all, I already don't like weddings Uh anyway. So I'm doing Uh you, I would be doing you a huge favor. I don't like planning weddings. And secondly, we have a very strong friendship. I, you know me and I know you. Do you really want to collaborate <laughs> and, and blend who we are into the biggest, one of the biggest days of your life? Wow. Absolutely. She chose Good, smart to keep girl. Our friendship. Yes. yes. Friendship, <laughs> everything. So, Yes, you have to know, you know, you got to know who you are. You got to know your friends, your, your, your friendships. You got to know, and you also have to know people's weaknesses and strengths. You have to know that just as much in collaboration, like we talked about, you got to know that the same thing in friendships. And then one last thing, do you think, how do you think friendships have evolved? Ooh, so that's in the good. Last so, decade? so a thought that I had before that question was, you know, it, we tend to see people, who are just starting off in business, right? Whether they a, a product yeah. or a service, they tend to say, oh, you really find out who your real friends are when you start a business, right? And <laughs> that bothers me in a sense, because I feel like when you're that early into your business or entrepreneur um, adventure or journey, um, you shouldn't uh-huh. necessarily be relying. That is not how you grow. That's how you scale a business. You can't rely on your friends uh-huh. and families. Yeah. Perfect. However, <clears throat> the the other non just the friendship part of that, though it shouldn't be an expectation. You would think that your friends would be there to support you. So whether or not they are spending money with you or they are just supporting you, if it is a true friendship, then they're going to support you. And I'll have to say, I have some of the the, yeah. the best friends that come through without me even asking. And I feel sometimes, 
you know, they're like, well, why didn't you just say, you know, what you needed? And sometimes I feel a type, some type of way asking or just because I do so much, like I'm not going to continue to, you know, ask and Mm -hmm. ask and ask, you know, these things from you if you're not getting anything out of it, right? We just had a long discussion about So I'm not going to do that, but (laughs) without asking, they are there. And so, you know, the red flag when people tend to say that, or what's the new term? Um, It's always your own people. It'd be your own people. (laughs) Sure. Because if you're relying on mama and grandma and auntie to sustain your business, then you might as well not be in business. So I know that was a tangent, but yeah. let me see. <laughs> I agree. No, no, no. That's good. <laughs> that's good because I actually I I did a I think I did a, a video Ooh. about it or post, I can't remember, where I talked about um, you know, if you're only I did it, it's really two part. For one, you shouldn't from a business standpoint, especially from a marketing standpoint, even though I know we're mm-hmm. talking about friendship, but from a business and marketing standpoint. You should not rely on your circle to be the sus- the substance and also yes. the sustainability aspect of your business. Um, that should not be because if you have a hundred people that are going right. to buy your product, who's going to buy your product next week? If the hundred people in your family, friends, whomever, aunts, uncles, distant mm-hmm. cousins, grandma, aunt, you know, the family friend have purchased and bought into your business, or even um, sponsored an event or whatever the case may be, who's going to do it next week or the next day. If you have, if you're starting a restaurant, if all of your friends and family come to the right. opening, who's coming mm-hmm. on Monday, you, you know, so you have to look outside of your family and friends, um, to be mm-hmm. able to scale your business appropriately. The other side of it is yes, you should have Mm -hmm. Um, a core friend, a core group of friends or family that support you regardless Mm -hmm. of you asking them or not, right? And those, you want to have those people. I don't care if it's one person or if it's five people, you want to have that person. But you also don't want to be distracted if they do not. If no one supports you, you have to believe in your business and your vision and what you desire so much that if no one around you, uh, no one around you believes you or believes in you, that you're still going to move because there's still, I mean, right. look, I mean, Monique, there's 7.8 billion that's people it. in the world. All you need is 20,000 or, or, or a thousand. <laughs> you know I mean? <laughs> that's all you need in order mm-hmm. to get to, to meet maybe your first goal. And by the time you meet your first goal, you've already made a certain amount of margin or revenue to now create a whole nother marketing campaign right. to now go after yeah. another 20,000. So we kind of ventured off from friendships, but what you said <laughs> really, it, it's really important that when you are looking at those mm-hmm. things that yes, friendships are great and you want to have the support of your friends as it yeah. relates to your business and as it relates to collaboration, yes. but they cannot And, and, be and I, you know, focus. I, sorry for that tangent, but I just, yeah, you know, I'm like, we're talking about, no, you're fine. Let, let's just, you know, talk about, you know, that piece of it too, that, you know, those blurred lines. So, you know, in terms of, you know, yeah, yeah. Because that it, is good, it, blurred lines. It absolutely is. And, um, you know, in terms of friendships over the last 10 years and how they've changed, I think, you know, in general, the, the more years go by or the older we get, right, we start to value differently what friendships are and what Mm -hmm. we need. And um, I've had, I have friends who are still close friends since, you know, 20 years ago when I started college or whenever, and they are still friends. And, you know, we talked a little bit, I think you said, you know, friendships are seasonal. And that's absolutely correct because some of those same friendships that I still can count on and have them in my life. I don't talk to them every day. Sometimes I don't talk to them for weeks. We don't see each other for several months, but the friendship Mm -hmm. is there. And so I think in saying that my point is 
friendships do change. We, we look at them differently. We have different needs. Yeah. We have, we, because as our, 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 the, as we change the way that we look at friendships, we also are in different points of our lives. So right. Like now I'm at a, a, a stage in my life that 20 years ago, I didn't care about the things that I care about now. <laughs> you know, and, and we just, <laughs> yeah, don't, definitely. you know, but what I care about now is that, you know, when I'm going through a huge life milestone or a, a tragedy that I have friends that are going to be around me. And, um, you know, I think we have to, to make sure we do. And, you know, the other, other side of that, Brittany is people who struggle with friendships and, you know, I'm, I'm very empathetic to people because Mm. everybody does not have that innate friend in them. Right. Like naturally some of us can just be good friends because, yeah, we can be good friends and we know what a good friend is. So we can reciprocate that naturally, but some people it's not the case yeah. and they operate in a, 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 I don't want to call it selfish. Yeah. yeah, yeah well, yeah, that's what I was going to say. I guess we can, <laughs> we're being real here. So let's just talk about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so it's, you know, they up. operate in a, you know, a, selfish mo and so it's a challenge for them to have the true friends because the true friends know how a friend should be treated but they also give that friend exactly what they expect and so if i'm not getting anything out of it then this friendship isn't doing anything for me and so i believe that they end up aligning or or becoming friends with people who are also selfish and it's just like oil and water. Never, unlike Rose and <laughs> won't go together because you know they're the same. They are, you know, you can't both be takers. <laughs> and so I think that you know, in reevaluating and just knowing who friends are and what roles they play in your life, because that's the other thing, Brittany. You know, we think about our friendships. There are friends who I can can talk about everything with but there are also friends that I would want to talk about mainly you know business or career and those types of things some I just want to laugh you know I have a one of my best friends she was my first friend from college and we're still friends sometimes when I talk to her it is months that go by we pick up the phone and we laugh and talk like we've not skipped a beat but also those conversations are so <laughs> yep. lighthearted and funny. Like we, we rarely get, we get serious and have serious kind of conversations, but mostly we laugh, <laughs> we laugh. And, you know, I think, you know, that's <laughs> yeah. what we, we, we need. We need a, a well-rounded kind of a group of friends that you can just run the gamut with. And then, you know, of course, my best friend, we talk about everything. We laugh, we cry, we cuss, we fuss. We do all yeah. of the above. But at the same yeah. time, you know, it's it's what we need um at the at a particular time. And so 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 yes, that was my long-winded version of yes, over the last 10 years. <laughs> No, that's good because you know what? Everything that you said actually uh, brings it right back to the beginning. When I think what you just said about friendships and having a circle and a group of people for different things, right? We literally just said the same thing about collaborating. And I think about my circle of girlfriends that I have one that I just laugh with. I have one that I talk to about my dating, you know, life and episodes. And, you know, I have one that I just talk to about business or that I talk to about Mm -hmm. maybe the frustrations of, you know, parenting. I just, you know, matter of fact, there was one that I just (laughs) talked to yesterday and I said, I quit today, today. today I am quitting right and she can say Brit you know I totally understand but she knows you know if I were to say that to somebody right. else they'd be like oh Not my god serious. quit as a mom come on now <laughs> you know I'm just joking but <laughs> exactly but you know you have to know 
who is around you. You have to know who you can talk to and who you can, you know, who you can be vulnerable with. And sometimes, like you just talked about those lighthearted conversations, some of those, Mm -hmm. some of those conversations are everything that you need in that moment. It's like everything. You maybe had a rough couple months and you just need to laugh and you just need to release everything that you've kind of tensed and been anxious about. You just need to kind of let it go. And friends have the, the right friends and healthy friends have the capability to bring certain things out yeah. of you that you quite can't do yourself. And so it's important to make sure that in the evolution of friendships, um, and I think there's so many things that change that have changed in the last decade as far as our personal, you know, friendships that, you know, that I've had for the last decade. Also, I believe that there's things in society that have changed mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. approach and our belief of friendships as well. And so um, this have nothing to do with each other, you know, collaborating about business and collaboration or collaborating with women um, and building friendships seem to not really coincide, right. but Absolutely. I watch one of your friendships go down <laughs> and see how your emotions and the way that you think and process, or maybe you being sad or angry affects you know, you choosing the right, the right people to collaborate or the things or the choices that you, um, you make in your business. So it's really important. So anyways, any final thoughts? No, I think you summed it up. I'll I'll, I'll say, you know, collaboration is key. Um, However you want to, Mm -hmm. you know, look at them, just make sure that you are looking at it from a mutual um, benefit slash opportunity. And um, knowing that right now, this quarantine, this COVID-19 pandemic that we're living in and still continuing to keep businesses uh, afloat, to keep our brands um, visible and viable, that collaboration is really the one thing that is going to get us through to ensure that we are still viable after this. So as much as we can in in this time right here, you know, collaborate as much as possible, you know, make those connections, nurture them. Don't just, you know, connect. I like to, you know, tell people at live events is, you know, when you sit down at the table, you know, with the person that's beside you or um, across the table from you, make sure that you're finding something that you have in common so that when you think of this person after the event, you're like, oh yeah, Monique, she likes football. So, you know, and kind of keep the conversation going. We all have that one thing in common and focusing on um, the relationship part. So take advantage of these collaborations. I've been very thankful and very I don't want to say aggressive, but, you know, it's been one of the things at the top of my list is to collaborate with as many people as I can and across the country, because this is my opportunity to expand my visibility um, beyond my my current um, audience. And and we kind of we talked about that earlier in terms of leveraging uh, these other networks. But that is key. There are no live events right now and we are not getting out and talking to people. So why not take advantage of someone that you can pull in virtually who is Definitely. likely going to volunteer their time. So you really don't have any cost and no excuse. <laughs> so collaborate as much as possible. And yeah, if that was my final word that I had to say, it would be that Brittany. Yeah, that's a good one. And I've been watching you. You are definitely collaborating. <laughs> you <laughs> you are pulling in all of the stops and all of your resources. I love it. I love it. Monique, thank you so much for joining me for an episode. I really appreciate you taking your time. Be sure to let the listeners know where they can find you. If you want to collaborate with me, I am on Instagram, About Her Biz with a Z. Also on Facebook at the same handle. Um, Instagram, I also have a Queen of Collaboration uh, page. And so you could connect with me there. Both of those pages are um, primarily where I push out uh, content about her biz, maybe a little bit more consistent. But connect with me there. Send me an email. The website uh, will be up within a month. 
Um, so I will be posting that on Instagram, but as of now, it's not a live site, but it will also be about herbiz.co without an M. Thank you for listening to another episode of Grilled Cheese and Rosé. If this is your first time with me, you can find me on all social media platforms at Meet Brittany Nicole, or you can go to my website, meetbrittanynicole.me. Be sure you share it with your friends, coworkers, and families, and subscribe. And as always, love and evolution.